This is Stephen McKee and this is Wisdom's Echo and today I want to speak about giving up of self. You know sometimes we're looking for some, I don't know, secret, some deeper way even though you can walk in a deep way with the Lord but we're looking for some deep key or some mystery that will unfold um, power and authority in our day but actually the secret has never really changed and it's dying to self, it's giving up of self. Um, Catherine Kuhlman, I love a quote from what she says and she says, the Heavenly Father does not ask for golden vessels, he does not ask for silver vessels, God asks for yielded vessels. That's just so powerful. And Spurgeon says, if Christ is not all to you, he is nothing to you. He will never go in partnership as a part saviour of men. If he be something, he must be everything. And if he not be everything, he is nothing to you. I just love that. And A.W. Tozer says, the essential condition of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to yield everything to God. Even the things that in themselves may be harmless. Why? For no other reason than to prove our will is wholly laid down and that God is all in all. We're always looking for some difficult way, some something that's mysterious and way beyond us, when actually the answer is right in front of our face, and it's to give up ourself. And I want to read, just go through some stuff from Madame Guion, because I always love the, the, the whole... Um, journey of experiencing the depths of Jesus Christ. She wrote a book called that, the Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ. And she says this, Ascent unto God. Now we must ask the central question, how does the soul ascend to God? The soul ascends to God by giving up self, giving it up to the destroying power of divine love. Yes, giving up to the annihilating power of the divine love. This giving up of self is essential, absolutely essential, if you are to plumb, experience and continually dwell in the depths of Jesus Christ. You see, sometimes we've got such a, a, a shallow existence, a shallow Christendom, a shallow Christian experience where we're happy with just noise, we're happy with just a shallow, ankle-deep experience. But there's, a, there's an, another deeper level. But it only can manifest in our lives when we are willing to give up self. But it's not just giving up self just in a narrow path that's difficult and it's just about dying, it's just about the cross, although it is. It's about the other side of the cross where you live, where you truly live. When you give up yourself, you begin to experience the fullness of him, the fullness of Christ, the fullness of God, the depths of Jesus Christ. But we've got to be willing to give up ourselves, And this is the place where we seem to fall short. And it's always been the secret. Catherine Kuhlman, all these people, Smith Wigglesworth, all of these people who walked in great power, great authority, great anointing, great presence, well, they saw God move across the, the earth through mighty, mighty power. They always talk about the giving up of self. They always talk about the altar. They always talk about being a living sacrifice. And for some reason in our 
modern Christianity, we have missed out this part. We seem to think we don't need to die to self, like Christ has done it, and we just... i seen it the other day there on Facebook, somebody saying, well, it's all done, so you don't need to do anything. Well, Christ has provided a way for us to walk in the fullness, absolutely. But we've got to allow that death um, experience to happen where, yeah, Christ has died and we have died with him. But it's got to become a reality in our life. It's got to become real. Like in every motive. What is your motive? What, what? Why do you want to do certain things? Why do you say certain things? Do you promote yourself? Are you full of self-promotion? Are you full of pride-filled opinions? It says, I think it's Philippians. Like, what is our whole um, motives in life? We've got to allow God to put to death everything that's not Christ-like, that's not holy, that's not kind, that's not full of love, that's not full of Christ-likeness. Anyway, back to this. Um, where, where was I? It is only by this destruction and annihilation of self that you can pay homage to the sovereignty of God. You see, the power of the Lord is great and he is honoured only by the humble. Let us um, see if we can understand this just a little more clearly. And I love this next part. It is by the utter destruction of self that you acknowledge the supreme existence of God. The hour must come when you cease all living in the realm of self. Do you know, if our generation wants to walk in the fullness, we have got to come to the hour. There's a sacred hour, there's a sacred day where we renounce self and give up self and die to self. We must cease living in the realm of the self. You must cease to exist, exist in self so that the spirit of the eternal word may exist in you. By the giving up of your own life, you make way for his coming. That's so powerful. And it is in your dying that he lives. Now that's, I want to stop there. It is in your dying that he lives. Do you know there's a life that can be lived? And more and more this past so many few years, God's been revealing this life. And I'm not saying I'm there. I'm not saying I've arrived. I'm not saying I'm even walking in the fullness of this. But there's a place in God that we can live where you are dead, and it's only in that place that he lives. And we can either live at the very first level, where it's just about the gifts, it's just about ankle deep, it's just about a very surface level, soulish level, soulish driven life. Or you can go into the depth where you die, where you identify with the cross, where you are actually crucified with Christ, like Paul says, I am crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I that live, but Christ. There's a place in God where we can live the reality of that, not just theory, not just theology, not just a concept, not just quoting scriptures as if it's already happened to you, when in reality you're horrible to your wife, or or you're horrible to the waiter who maybe, for whatever reason, didn't bring the food at the right time or something. Like, there's a reality where we can live in that place of renunciation of self, the death of self. But it's not just the death of self. It's not just dying. It's not just like a horrible existence. It's in that place that he lives his life through you. This is what it's all about, where we get to a level where Christ lives his life through you fully. The fullness beyond gifts, 
where it's not just you activating gifts in you, the prophetic gift, the gift of tongues, the gift of, uh, I don't know, whatever it might be, power gifts, oracle gifts, or oracle, oracle gifts, the voice gifts. It's not just us using gifts, it's actually a place where Christ lives his life in us. I came across an amazing quote the other day there to do with Reese Hills, and I always speak about Reese Hills, who was an intercessor during the Second World War, who God used to turn back the Nazis, the tide of evil, across the earth, because the Nazis were going to invade the United Kingdom and might well have won. They might well have done it if it wasn't for one man and a group of people in a Bible school in Swansea. And But the Holy Spirit was quite, if you like, it seemed quite harsh with, with Reese Hills. Like, the Holy Spirit was demanding that he gave up everything. I mean everything. The Holy Spirit was telling him you cannot, two people cannot live in the same body. And it, it seemed quite harsh that he had to go into a town and take off his hat because... He had to identify with the, 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 the people and he could not come across as um, sorry, middle class or upper class. And there was so many different little things, just little things. Where if there was another person with a mission, um, like evangelistic meetings in the, in the village, and he had done an evangelistic meeting in the village, then he'd had to give it up and just move on and let the other person take all the glory. And, and he was to do nothing. He was to walk away. He was to give up every little thing in his life. And it seemed a, quite a harsh thing. Like, why was God so harsh? Why was God wanting to possess him? How fair is that? It seemed a horrible thing. But then I saw this quote. And, and this was before the Second World War. And it was really to do with the Holy Spirit. God said, the Holy Spirit said, basically the reason he needed a vessel that was utterly dead was because there was something on earth that needed to be done that only God could do and he needed a vessel where he could fully bring into the earth realm his perfect will which would drive back the Nazis it would eradicate evil from the earth that would change history because if not God's kingdom would have been hindered God's kingdom purposes would have been set back for maybe a hundred years but the Holy Spirit found a man who surrendered, who yielded, who died, so that the life of Christ could live through him. And that's what this is all about, is so that the life of Christ can live through us. Excuse me for a second, I'm just, my computer's went off. <laughs> and I just need to put it back on. This is all about the life of Christ. Um, excuse me, I'll get it right this time. Revival. I'm just... Okay. This is about the life of Christ flowing through us. This is about dying to self. This is why we need to um, be a people who learn how to let that part of us, our self-life, to be killed to be dead, ceasing to live any longer in yourself so that he may become your life. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Pass into me, this is Colossians 3.3, 3, all you who earnestly seek after me. But how do you pass into God? 
by forsaking yourself that you may be lost in him. See, this is not just about dying, it's about living. This is not just about laying aside your life, but it's about living his life. We can either live our life, which is mediocrity, which is it's like the 30-fold, it's existing, it's acceptable, but there's a life that's full of 100%. It's a 100-fold. It's the place of the rest of God. It's the fullness of God. It's a place where you find God himself, not just his gift. You don't just understand things about God, but you understand God. You learn how to know him. It's about the knowledge of the holy. And I want this, but it takes a death. You've got to identify with the death of Christ the burial of Christ, then the resurrection of Christ, then you become like Christ. But who is willing? Who is willing to go down this path? Who is willing to walk this narrow path? Who is willing to lay down your life? I went to visit my mum the other day there and she's always got a word from heaven and she had a word and it's the scripture that says unless a seed is dies and planted in the ground, then it abides alone, or in other words, it remains alone. But if it dies and is planted, then it multiplies, and it produces a great harvest. We're looking for a great harvest in many, many areas of our lives. You've got to learn to lay down the seed in the soil, in the darkness of the soil, where there is no sunlight, where it appears to have died. And there may be many circumstances in your life that appear to have died, it appears that it's gone, it's un in a dark place, under the soil, in distress even, like no sunlight. It seems it's gone and you look at the seed and there's nothing happening. You can't see it with a visible eye, but underneath the soil, that which seems dead is growing and multiplying and producing a great harvest. And if we're going to see a great harvest, we've got to be the ones who are willing to lay down our life and walk in the reality of death to self, so that we might find the life of Christ. This is Stephen McKee. This is Wisdom's Echo.